cool. Damn, I almost timed that perfectly. <laughs> was the song playing the whole time or was it just like, like nothing? No, I was playing the whole time. Okay, I was cool. actually jamming to it. <laughs> <laughs> right, me too. And it sounds so much louder in my headphones. I was like, yes. <laughs> okay. This is the only thing I don't like about this is that I have to have headphones because if I were to try to have speakers, you're going to hear it through this and it's going to feedback. Feedback. Yeah. yeah. I don't think these chunky ones look that good, but that's okay. I might get some smaller ones maybe. We'll see. I got to stop finding things, reasons to spend money. <laughs> okay. I don't know what happened to the one that just came in, but that's okay. Just gonna get started. Cool. So usually I start with like, cause like mostly people don't know me, but you guys know me. So um, uh, some of you know, I've been doing photography for a very long time, <laughs> like about 11 years. Um, and I've been doing it professionally for about five to six. And everything I'm gonna be talking about today, I constantly do, and it's always helped me to turn my, um, like my followers into clients. I don't have a huge following. I mean, I have 3K, which is nice. I'm, I'm proud of it. It's not like a million, but I'd rather have these 3K that are actually paying for my services versus having a million of people who just don't care to buy anything. So like sometimes a follower count doesn't truly matter. It matters superficially because people think the more followers you have, the more better you're going to be or whatnot. But in, in reality to me, having followers doesn't really pay my bank account in a sense because yes attention is the new currency so if you have attention then you're in the right spot but i uh, again it just it, it's superficial so it matters to possibly the wrong people possibly the right people to you so everything i'm going to show you i hope it helps you in the sense of like whenever you get a new follower what are my best practices on doing that and how i convert them um and and like how to better streamline your your uh, Instagram and social media and things like that. So that way you have more, I hate to say longevity, but like, um, because like how we have different multiple platforms and how to best utilize all of them, in my opinion. Now, this is just what works for me. I hope this works for you. I'm not saying this is a one, like all like, um, this is the magic ticket for everything. So I still, there's gonna be participation on your, your side, right? But for the most part, uh, I'm gonna show you what works out for me. So let me get my keynote going. Share screen. Alrighty, can everybody see this? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the reason why I want to talk about this is like basic like marketing skills or whatever business is be where the people are at. And right now, the people are on Instagram, social media, TikTok, and all things like that, right? So it's one of those unfortunate things like, oh, I hate social media. Uh, I hate what it does to people. It doesn't really do anything to people. It just exposes people. But that's another conversation. But right now, unfortunately, your clientele is going to be on social media. So you you just have to kind of learn how to play the game versus like, I just say complaining about it. I'm not saying that you are, but some people majorly do, right? Um, this is just an overview of what I'm going to be talking about today. So I'm gonna be talking about what to post um, and also a little bit of what not to post, branding and why it's important and why you should start thinking about it. And then also um, a little bit more on Instagram and then I have an activity towards the end. Um, so starting off with like Instagram and, and like why I have the picture of this dude. So 
back then and handshake used to be your first impression of people like how you shook their hand how you said hello your elevator pitch like um things like that and uh elevator pitch for example is if you were in an elevator with somebody and you have that elevator time how can you best explain what you have to do slash offer what your business does in that short period of time so that's what an elevator pitch is but essentially now especially with the with arts and media and things like that the first thing is can i see your your instagram what's your instagram let me follow you on instagram so if you don't have your instagram streamlined in a sense of at least having your content controlled meaning if you want to be posting about drawing photography or anything like that it's best to try to keep it in that realm as much as possible and not a whole bunch of like selfies of you partying which is fine every now and then because people like to be relatable and be able to relate to people but if it's a little too much of that it becomes a little uninteresting um so like a quick example would be if like i feel weight loss trainers and and like muscle trainers have this like thing that they kind of have to pick either if you're are you going to be a trainer that focuses on losing weight or are you going to be a trainer that fo focuses on gaining mass because if i'm looking for somebody who's who i want them to teach me how to lose weight i find this person that i think is going to be the expert in that and then on the next post is oh let me show you how to gain weight i'm like i don't really care about gaining weight like i, I thought you were going to be my my um weight loss expert so uh it's it, that's kind of the example of of what I'm trying to like say, like try to keep your content to what it's supposed to be and not too left field or too 50 50. It's okay every now and then to sprinkle in a little bit about you or a little bit of whatever, but for the most part, yeah. And then the headshot, dude, the headshot is now your new first impression. So for example, I have a friend of mine that uh, she chose her online therapist based on her headshot first, then read the profile and then picked that person. Um, same thing with real estate agents that that tends to happen a lot. People pick their real estate agent based on their headshot first, uh, LinkedIn, um, things like that. So your headshots become a little bit more important. So if you have something of just a selfie, but like the MySpace selfie, if you put some effort into it, like having it at the window light, like that's still fine, right? If you did it with your phone, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm just saying a little bit more effort versus like, okay, this is me bored at work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so just something to keep in mind. So things that I like to talk about as far as like what to post, don't just post the final result. A lot of people love to see a comeback, uh, a comeback story, a, the the com becoming of how it got started from A to B, because a lot of people like that, that to learn, like to see how things like work in that sense. So like diver diversifying your post also, um, that helps in the sense of using each platform for their respective uses, which I'll talk in a bit. Um, but yeah, a lot of people like to see, especially like, have you ever heard of somebody like, oh, I started following him since, since he first started like doing shows in, in, in my hometown and now he's blowing up and like, people love to see the before, during and after and not just the final result only. So it's something a little bit to think about, um, a little bit of who you are. Cause again, a, a lot of people like really, really, I can't say that word right now, real ability. So for example, the, do you guys know like about Peter McKinnon? Oh, sorry. Give me one sec. People looks like something. Okay. Two seconds. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Um. So, some of you guys know of, of like Peter McKinnon by any chance? Have you guys heard of him? Where's my mouse? Somehow I figured that. Oops. 
Oh, yeah, that's okay. I'll just be in the middle of my screen. <laughs> um, so there's this guy, Peter McKinnon. If you guys look him up on, on uh, YouTube, he teaches how to do photography and videography, but he posts a lot of his like hobbies and interests. So like how he likes coffee, how he likes working with leather, how pocket knives are his thing. Um, he shows a lot about himself. He also likes magic. So the little things like that make it relatable because like, for example, for me, I used to do magic when I was younger. Um, so that was a cool, like, oh, oh, that's cool. Like I have something that relates to him or things like that. So see people like that real, re I can't say that word right now, relatability. So if you post a little bit of your interests, your hobbies, I say that's something you can keep in your stories. Um, but even like if you do it on your regular feed, you're still fine. And then staying away from anything offensive, um, opinions are fine. Actually, if you have opinions, you might have a bit of a stronger following, but it has to be, I would tend to try my best to stay away from anything political or religious because those are two triggers for people easily. And that's like, to me, an unnecessary reason to lose uh, potential business. I don't want my opinion of what I feel my beliefs and values are to, to stop me from making money. Now, because we're in an offensive culture now, it's best to just try to agree to disagree and just let it go and be like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, cool. Like whoever you voted for is the best. Awesome. I don't care. I kind of just want your money right now. I just want to provide the best service that I can because I got, I got stuff that I need to do. So um, that's just my recommendation. Now, if your whole content is about that, then obviously you would focus on that. But I, I try to have people tend, I try to have people to try to steer away from that. Because to me, it's an unnecessary reason to lose not only followers, but to lose money and clientele. So one thing I did want to talk about is how there's so many platforms out there, right? And I've noticed a lot of people are starting to find either they hear the wrong advice in, uh, or do the correct, hear the correct advice, but do it the wrong way. For example... If you have a reel that you made, or for example, TikTok, I think it's usually the other way. If you have a TikTok that you made and then you put it on Instagram, it's not going to perform the same because now it's almost as if, well, what's kind of the point of me going over to all of your other platforms if I'm going to see the same thing over and over anyways? Or like, for example, like if I have a chain of, of Mickey D's, because I just have my Mickey D's coffee, that's what came first. <laughs> so let's say I have Mickey D's, right? Um, I have one here in San Antonio and I have one in Austin and I try to tell you, Hey, I just opened up the one in Austin. You should go check it out. And probably at least for me, my first question is going to be, well, what's different? Is it the same? Is there like a different menu or anything and for me to be like, Nope, it's exactly the same thing. Same taste, same menu, same everything. It doesn't make too much sense for me now to want to make the drive to go over there to get the exact same thing I can get from here. So that's why sometimes it can happen that like, if you're making videos, for YouTube and then for Instagram and then for TikTok, that is not performing the same because you're putting the same thing in different places. Um, like one example that I saw somebody do, I wish I can remember the name, but it was, I believe her wedding. So on one, on her Instagram, she had photos of the, the finished wedding dress and the finished wedding look. Then she said, if you want to check out how we did the makeup, go check out my TikTok. On the TikTok, they did like a quick video on how the makeup was done. And on both platforms, they said, if you want to see how we did the whole styling and the whole everything, go to the YouTube channel. That was a perfect example of how to get people to go to different places and still using them in, the, in, their, in their respected forms. And then even on that YouTube, she said, if you want to check out the, vid the photos from 
this this uh wedding shot that we did go to my instagram so there was a reason to go check out all of the, the her her social medias you want to start trying to thinking about something similar now what i've heard the advice that's been given a lot which i think is has been kind of taken a little bit of the wrong way wrong way is like if you make one big youtube video breaking that into small bite sizes into the other platforms but i would still try to keep it separate meaning let's say you have three key points and it could be um let's say your video was about instagram tiktok and and uh youtube or twitter maybe right so then on your instagram put the videos that you were snippets of videos of you talking about instagram then put snippets of your twitter onto your twitter account like i don't know if that makes sense but using that one big content thing breaking that into smaller pieces putting them still in their own separate thing because you don't want to have that one video on all of them and then it goes back to what i was saying people are not going to want to follow your other accounts because it's going to be the same thing different day so just a little food for thought try to look up and research what how people are using each platform form for right now for example facebook that one's a little bit more acceptable to have a long form typing form uh instagram the photos and the reels and then tiktok is like your quick tutorials and then youtube is your long form tutorials so anytime you have something that that pertains to each platform i recommend using you know using the platform for what it was intended for now speaking of instagram hashtags there's always been this little i hate to say debate but more so controversy that i've heard and seen from both sides i've heard you want to utilize every hashtag that you can so that we can get the the most um engagement and the most chance of being seen for example, I think it was like, what, 25 or 30 that you can use um, at a time. Then I've heard the opposite. I heard that some people within the organization of, of Instagram say, just keep to the best keywords, maybe five, anywhere from three to five of what actually pertains to your posting. Because it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You don't want to use hashtags of weight loss, weight gain on the same post because it's going to contradict. And then people are going to be turned off by that. So you I say maybe do a happy medium and see where you fall. Do hashtags of what actually pertains to whatever it is you're posting, but still trying to keep them condensed to the fact like this is the meat and potatoes of what I'm talking about. If I'm talking about like, for example, me, how I shoot with my film camera, I'm going to post, you know, shot with this camera, shot with the film that I use, and then uh, this, the lighting that I use. Because at least these are hashtags that are pertaining to the equipment. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. shot with my film, but then I... Uh, edited that I do digital and then that I do this and I do whatever, like it's the stuff that's going to contradict might not work for me as well. Looking for clients using search. This one's easier for me to explain in, in the headshot sense, but I want you to start thinking about it, how you can turn it to what you do. So for example, if I wanted to do strictly headshots, headshot photography, I would start searching, let's say San Antonio realtors, because that's where I live in San Antonio. So San Antonio Realtors, and I start going through the accounts and I start looking at their profiles and I start checking to see who has a weaker headshot, for lack of a better word, whether it be because they did it with their cell phone or because they uh, took a photo with a friend and they did that like ugly crop where you see their friend's shoulder. <laughs> so I look for stuff like that and I'll reach out to them and I'll be like, hey, like I'm a headshot photographer in San Antonio. I just wanted to reach out, see if you're interested in doing a professional headshot session. I don't know if you've done one before, or I kind of just shoot my shot. It's almost like dating. It's, it's weird um, because you do have to go and shoot your shot. 
because you you are going to be in the, in the point where like you might have to get several no's to get that one yes and like it, it kind of is like dating um I, I forgot to change it so i put great, great new followers i meant to say greet <laughs> new followers so what i typically do anytime i get a new follower i'll go through their profile i might find like a photo or two that i like um and then i'll figure out their name I'll send them a message saying like, Hey, Sarah, like, thanks for following me. I really like that picture of you wearing that cool yellow dress. I don't know. Um, if you're ever interested in doing a photo shoot, let me know. I'd like, to, I'd love to give you more info. And again, I hate to compare it because I compare it to food and relationships. You're going to find that out really fast. But, um, so I'll usually show my shot that way. Like, Hey, I really like your, your, uh, look, I really like the way you, pose whatever and and again it's because i'm a photographer it's easier for me to say this but maybe if you even if you were like a logo designer you can go up to them saying like hey i really love your product i like the cookies that you make if you ever needed a designer for packaging whatever i'm here for you let me know i got you or whether you do video or whether you do on an illustration whatever creative field that you're in you can always kind of like twist it to your own way so i always greet my new followers Tell them like, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate your follow. And then uh, I try to build and try to start that conversation at least of planting the seed that I can help you. Um, high traffic areas. So this one I do and I don't agree with. Um, it just depends on how you use it. Meaning, if you're going to do a post, instead of just posting the city that you're in or the general area, if let's say you go to a shopping center that's that there's a pretty foot, heavy foot traffic, you can post try to post something that's in that ballpark at least. But if you make a post on like, I don't know, taking a photo of your, your coffee and like tagging that high traffic area, people use Instagram sometimes to look around and see what pictures people took, what food is available. So the way your photo will have a chance of popping up in that high traffic area. The reason why I say I don't agree with it is like, if you're living nowhere near downtown or your business is nowhere near downtown and you keep posting stuff that you're in downtown, it, it creates that like inconsistency. So it starts to look like you're not genuine. So the, uh, use it wisely. So if you're going to be posting in high traffic areas, at least try to find a way that it truly pertains to you. Um, social media, be social. Commenting on others. It, it's always nice to get comments back, but for some reason it makes it hard for us to go out and comment other people. It really is like a social media. So you want to be social. Also be genuine and legitimate. You don't want to just go put like a little heart or a little smiley face just because you're supposed to be commenting like check out the photo like what is it that you liked about it and and let them know whether it be again because i'm a photographer i think of photographer terms but however you do in your field you could just say well i i really like the the angle that you did i don't know it could be as cheesy as that but just a little bit more than just a fire emoji and like saying okay you look cute um make content for your ideal client this is huge because a lot of us sometimes don't have our ideal client in mind. We usually just shoot our shot. It's kind of like, um, what's that game darts? A lot of us with our posts, we just tend to close our eyes and just like shoot and hope for the best and hope I hit something. Um, you want to have, you want to try to like hone in on your target, right? Because if you're just shooting just to shoot and see what happens, you're more than likely going to miss a whole bunch of times. Now, if you at least try to aim, you still might miss. Don't get me wrong. But at least you have a, a more calibrated, a more, you have a, a better strategy to be able to implement. So with branding, I want to talk just a little bit about it because this could be a whole session on its own, but a lot of people undermine it or 
um, get the wrong idea because branding and marketing are starting to form. They're becoming, they used to be cousins. Now they're becoming a little bit more like siblings, almost twins. So there's still a little slight uh, differentiation about it. So your target audience, you want to have, you want to start thinking of what your, your target audience likes to do. So uh, what is your voice and what is your why? So your who's your target audience? If you have somebody, the reason why I put like the beer and wine, there's so many different beers and wines, but this has a brighter, um, more colorful branding. Some of them might have a darker uh, red and blacks or red and maroons to try to give like that luxury feel. You want to attract, because birds of a feather flock together, right? So you want to attract people who, I don't want to say are like you, but would be like your brand. So if your business had a personality, what kind of personality would it be? Is it like somebody who, or it doesn't even have to be somebody, but is it somebody who's uh, very clean, chic, um, minimal, like I'm kind of just describing Apple? <laughs> or is your brand more loud? Is it more uh, uh, prideful? Is it more colorful? What would your business, what kind of what kind of personality would your business have if it was a person and an entity? So you have to think about it as its own thing. Uh, now, if you're doing a personal brand, what part of your personal brand are you trying to show? Because if you might be a family-orientated person, but if you want to keep your family life separate and private, you wouldn't try to keep coming off as that family-orientated person. Now, it's okay if hints of it come out, right? But I guess in the sense of you don't want to you don't want to focus on something that you don't want people to focus on. I don't know if that makes sense. But you want to try to find your voice. What is your why? Because your why is very big. It's it's what is your driving force. It's what helps you give you give you your determination. Because the more determined you are, the further you're going to be. Because to, the determination is going to take you way further than motivation. So just little things to think about. As far as like if maybe even just that question alone should help you out. If my business what or entity was its own personality what kind of personality would it have and that we can start thinking about because everybody thinks about logo colors it shouldn't be just that what do you believe in what are your values what are you looking to to bring and help other people how how is it that you're you're going to be do i have any questions so far i know i've been talking a lot so like if you have any questions let me know pop in at any time or you can put them in the chat and that should pop up here for me i hope let me bring that up just in case i'm wrong but um so far everybody's okay Maguchi. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Awesome. Alrighty. So I've talked about it like three times or two times. Who is your ideal client? Has anybody ever like thought about their ideal client? Is it something that's like a second choice? Um, when you think about this, what, what comes to mind? Again, you can either type it out or, or like unmute yourself and like, oh, you can talk to me a little bit. <laughs> Okay, so if you haven't thought about this, I highly recommend it because this is what I was talking about, about your target. If you, again, just close your eyes, just shoot your shot and hope something happens, you're never going to find your, your tribe, your people, your clients. So one of the things I like to do is this. We have to come up with a personality so thinking about it as if it was a real life person, this real life person, once I come up with their profile, as we call it, I can now create content and marketing specifically for that one person. 
Now, uh, that's just the idea of the activity or the strategy. It doesn't mean you're literally just trying to attract one person, but you'd be surprised how many people actually fall in line to your brand and what you want and your ideal client to be more than you think. The more you kind of hone in and specialize a little bit more, the more people you're going to find. It's the strangest thing because the more you try to please everybody, you please nobody. Once you find your 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 crew, your tribe, kind of like music, there's some people who are diehard country fans. There's some people that are not like me. <laughs> um, there's some people that love jazz. You, once you find your tribe, you can now know where to go because sometimes a lot of people have the the idea or or the like. Let's say, for example, somebody's a headshot photographer, and you keep going to when you wedding venues. It doesn't work out. And people are wondering, how come nobody wants my stuff? How come nobody wants my drawings? How come nobody wants my writing? You're 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 kind of presenting and selling it to the wrong people. Meaning, if I was a, you know, let's say I had a rap album and I then I go to a country music label record, I cannot keep getting mad for me selling the wrong thing to the wrong people. I need to find all of my rap stations or whatever, right? Whether it be hip hop, techno, whatever it is. I need to find where those people are at. And the only way I can do it is by doing this little activity and honing in on who's my ideal client. So for example, what's their name? Where are they from? Where do they shop? What's their age? What's their annual income? Do they have kids? So if you guys will play along with me just for a little bit, um, just type it into the chat box, whatever first name I see, I'm going to go with. So let's create a profile together. And um, what is their name? Somebody just tell me their name and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to write it out here. Or if you want to just say it out loud too, I, I, I can, I can go. No, nobody has a name. Jane. Awesome. Love it. Jane. Okay. So where's Jane from? Is she from, it could be like New York, LA, um, Dallas. Where, where would, where's Jane from? We're just going to make it, make a, a made up one right now. Dallas. Love it. Okay. She's from Dallas. Where does she like to shop? Is she like a target person? Is she a uh, Louis Vuitton girl? Is she a Walmart girl? Like, where does she shop? Target, love it. <laughs> okay. So we got three more. How old is she? How old is Jane? And thank you so much for playing along. And anybody can jump in at any time. There we go. 27. Love it. Okay. And then what's her annual income? Oh, okay. 45. Like it. 45K. Last but not least, does she have kids? One. Okay. And then it's not on here. I just want to add it for fun. Um, is she married, single, divorced, or has a boyfriend? Divorced, okay.
Now, let me show you what this information gives me. So Jane is from Dallas. So Dallas, there's a certain um, kind of mentality there. There is a certain lifestyle you, or, or income level you need to have. So if she's at 45, she might be comfy a little bit. She might be maybe struggling a tiny bit. She might be in that range, right, between struggling and comfortable. Um, she's 27, so she, in my mind, is what I call it, that new money. So there's old money, new money, or young money. Um, so her her values and what she cares about and what she's willing to spend money on or might be a little bit different than somebody who's 65, 50 in what they're willing to spend on and what they value. Uh, so if she's divorced, she has one kid, let's say for whatever example, because I know there's some photographers in here. So photography, if she's 27, she has a kid. We now know time is going to be a, a, an issue. So we have to get her in and out because she more than likely, if she's divorced, she's more than likely going to have to hire a nanny or a babysitter or whatever to come to your shoot. So now you know you're going to have to be fast and, and efficient and or your environment or your studio or whatever has to be family friendly that there could be kids around. Then she's 27. So depending on what you offer, it has to be in that she's at 45K. So meaning she doesn't have the kind of income that she can just blow on luxurious stuff like it's nothing. Uh, it's a very huge difference between like 75K or 100K where it's like, okay, well, that they're probably somebody who likes to shop at Louis Vuitton or something. They don't mind spending money. So now you have to come up with a product and a service that best suits one her age two she has a kid you have to be uh, aware of that it's going to cost her money to come see you and get your services um and then the divorce is she could be maybe not all there because it, it depends on how recent right but like there's now we can go that big rabbit hole but she maybe it was recent and she needs a little bit more reassurance or maybe if it was like a boudoir shoot it'd be it'd be a whole different scenario um and if she shops at target you know that she doesn't shop for just the cheapest. She's not like a dollar store person, but she also doesn't shop like at, I don't know, whatever's next. That's super expensive. Like I keep saying Louis Vuitton, but like she doesn't have truly the income or the time or the, she doesn't value those big ticket items so much. So now you know what range you're in, right? Does this make sense a little bit? Does this help of, of why I wanted to talk about ideal client and why these questions come into play? Because like whenever I do this with my other students, um, luckily this one was interesting because usually I, I get joke names. I get like uh joke places, joke, whatever. So I have people that will tell me, oh, they make um a hundred K, but they shop at Walmart and they're from um New York or something. So maybe if I were to go the other end, let's say Jane was from New York, let's say she does make a hundred K, and let's say she's uh 45 and she has one kid and she's married. Now you're your marketing and your establishment and your service is going to change. Meaning if she makes hundred K, she shops at Prada. You now know that your, your service or your product or whatever you offer has to be at that standard because she's going to have those standards because that's where she shops. She's used to that kind of money. And then if she's closer to her 45, maybe 50, she doesn't care about the same things that a younger person does. So she might not care about having the latest, greatest, whatever she might right but like now you can kind of have a better ideal and now you can start thinking okay does my product and or service attract this person and if not what are the things you can start doing maybe start researching target and how and why they attract the people they attract 
because then you can start creating kind of marketing similar. Don't copy, but let's say because their videos are very fast paced and bright. Cool. Now you know to make your your videos a little bit fast paced and more bright. Uh, maybe because their content is more family friendly. Then cool. Like I don't know if this makes sense. Is this helping a little bit? Because once you have your target audience or your ideal client, you can start marketing and creating everything for that one person. I recommend trying this and doing it with two. Doing your current client, so you see where you're at and what you're currently attracting, and then your future client. Even then, with your future client split it into two, have a male and a female, unless your business is 100% female. Like, for example, for me, like it would be boudoir um, or lingerie company or whatever, right? So you want to make it specific to that. Now, what I want us to do is go ahead and grab a pen and paper or something to type with, or like how I was doing it on my phone, you can grab your laptop and give you a couple of minutes. What I'm going to do is now we're going to do this individually. I just, I'm asking for five minutes of your time to really do this for yourself and your business and your service. Um, I'm going to put up the questions again. I'm going to give you, I'm going to put five minutes. I'm going to play a little song. If I can get you to do it for at least for five minutes with me here right now, I at least know that when you're ever ready in the position to where you need to do this for yourself, you can say, you know what? I already did it before. They didn't even take me that long. I can now do my two and my current. Uh, everybody's okay with that? You guys are good with me to, to play along with me for, I'm just asking for five minutes. So go ahead and start grabbing all your materials, whatever you need to write it down. Um, and we'll get going. Let me set my timer. Okay, so I'm going to play a little song in the meantime, and then I'll let you know when your five minutes are up. And just play along with me, and then I'm going to have you guys share with me what you wrote down.
just want to give you a heads up. We got like a minute left. was that everybody okay <laughs> is anybody brave enough to share who and what they wrote down any, any brave volunteers sure i'll go it's hey, Audie. Awesome. okay so what's their name i said vanessa um where are they from san antonio because that's where i'm at mm -hmm. where do they shop gucci Nice. What's like her age? 30. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's her age? 30. Um, her annual income, 100K, and she has two kids. Okay. Cool. Now, do you kind of get um, who your person's going to be, what, what they're going to be into, what they're going to look for? Because now you said Gucci, yeah. you said like 100K. Okay, now, and they have kids and they have two. So there's two things that can come into play um either you're gonna have to be a little bit quicker because they're gonna have to go home to their kids but if they have 100k they might have the money to spend the whole day on a nanny anyways um and if they like gucci yeah you're gonna have to now i hate to say mimic but have at least compete enough with quality wise for that so let's say what kind of photography are you doing again uh for me it's individual portraits right now um okay. focusing just on close-ups um and then also headshots okay cool so then you know let's say you're gonna have to be in the studio more than likely kind of maybe um your mm -hmm. studio is gonna have to have like really nice chairs has to be designed really well um you know it, it's gonna have to be in a pretty nice area so like you're now gonna have to think of all these things that are gonna uh attract that person because now at least you have a a better strategy and better material to start thinking okay if it's somebody that likes to shop at Gucci and has makes a hundred thousand a year and has kids, how can I make it appealing to her and why she should come to me? Most people like that. They want to have something that nobody else can get. So it's going to be something special and unique about your place. It could be like, because you're, you're one of you, you're going to be one of the only ones that serves this champagne that only comes from France or whatever. You know what I mean? Just those little, little touches that you won't see other people do. Uh, does that gonna help when, I, when I'm talking about what I'm saying? Yeah, it's more like setting up of uh, not just the the photo shoot, you know, just also like the experience. Mm -hmm. It sounds like what how you're describing it is just like how is my experience holding up to the Gucci standard as well as my product? Yeah, yeah. makes because, sense. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. So now 
Yeah. See, I was talking about if you can at least do it for five minutes, you can go deeper than this. You can start going like, okay, do they have, are they married? Let's say they are. Um, are they gay, straight, both? Because now you can start, re- like, that's going to be- open up a whole can of worms, too. Even then, like, yeah. okay, well, um, she likes to shop at Gucci. What is, um, what kind of car does she drive? What kind of job does she have? Where's that money coming from? Because let's say she works in uh, tech. Okay, well, maybe I can start making my my product and, and my marketing that goes along with tech companies so that I can get her clients, too, or her 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 people. Or maybe she sells cosmetics. Now you know, okay, I want to start getting a little bit more knowledgeable cosmetics because maybe I can attract those people as well. So what kind of job do they have? What kind of car does she drive? Are her kids, are they um, babies, kids, adults, teenagers? Like, try to go as deep as you can because now you're going to understand your person truly and wholeheartedly that you can now understand them. You can be... Let's say, um, I'm going to go back to yours, uh, Tiki. I don't want you to think I'm forgetting about you. Um, you can say something like, maybe she's a newly um, a mom of one and the kid is three. Well, I don't know. That might not work because she might not. I wouldn't do it. Let's say the kid's four, whatever, right? You now have to think, okay, I know you don't have a lot of time. I know time is, is money. And, and, you know, that's important to you because you want to be back at home as fast as you can to be with your kids. I do your headshots pretty quick and efficiently. We're just going to get in, do what we need to do. I'm going to make sure you got everything you need. And then by, by then you'll be able to make it home on time for whatever, before they get out of school, things like that. Or like you can start making content for like the busy mother that wants to learn how to, um, the five quick steps for newlywed, newlywed, newly mothers who want to learn how to cook faster. I don't know. You can start thinking about your ideal client because now you have your person who's, newly uh has a new kid who's a woman and has all these things how can i make their life easier or how can my product help them does that make sense i feel like i talk too much it does <laughs> okay no you explain it very well but i i so i i do have a question so it's yeah. more of also looking like multiple customer or client profiles it's not just Mm-hmm. narrowing it down to one you just want to you're just recommending to do it different ways possible right yeah more so well still kind of one maybe one to two maybe a male and a female mm-hmm. because okay it, it also depends on on your out your goal because if you want to be a general practitioner then you might need a little bit more but just also know that general practitioners might not make as much because like for example at least for me if i have a heart problem and i need open heart surgery I'd rather have the cardiologist who knows the heart in and out versus somebody who works with a little bit of everything and very ne- probably never opens anybody up. Like you have to think about it that way because if you want to be Walmart, it's going to be very hard. You're going to bring your prices very low. And and because especially somebody who's at a hundred K, they don't want something that anybody else can just get. That's why they shop at Gucci because not many people can afford it as easily. So you have to pick your battles. Then you kind of have to niche down a little bit. Because I know the, look, everybody says that saying the niches are in the uh, riches are in the niches, but like, but I mean by a little bit, it doesn't have to be so hardcore specific. But your 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 target audience, I believe, does because at least you know it doesn't mean it can't shift. It's better to have a shoot at that one little red target, try to hit it, and now try to like aim a little better. It can change. It can change over time because you might start seeing 
actually, I'm getting these kind of clients. This is my new ideal. Let me try to get more people like that. You know what I mean? So um, think of it as this is your target, literally. It doesn't mean that this is what you're going to hit only. Your target can always change. But it's, at least in my opinion, better to shoot for something than to shoot at nothing and hope you hit something. You know what I mean? Does that help a little? Yeah, it <laughs> okay. does. Yeah, thanks. Cool. I want to try um, TQs. So she got her person's name is uh, Tammy. She lives in Toronto. Oh, she likes to shift the uh, uh, thrift shop. She's 22, less than 10K. So they're a student, no kids. Uh, they have an online platform marketing for post-secondary students. Okay. Then that works because now you know you might have to be a more higher volume. It, it's not going to be very boutique. It's not going to be like um, trying to get this one person and try to squeeze out as much money from that one person. You kind of are almost falling into the Walmart thing. Not that Walmart's bad. Everybody has a, a, a place in the world and everything has serves as a purpose, right? Um, but yeah, if you're looking at 22... They have different values and different different things that they care about. So they might not place a lot of value into very quality expensive things, maybe, but like more so quality in the sense of like uh, long term. And they might be in the short term game. So thrift store, so then you know that they're trying to save a buck um, because, yeah, there are less than 10K. So now you have to think and imagine, okay, Tammy, when I'm making this content for her, like, I know you're struggling. You got a little bit less than 10K. You're not making much. I know you're the thrift shopper. You like re, uh, using uh, old, new, making the old new. Um, here's something that's going to help you and, and get you to where you want to be. Uh, I hope that helps because I, I love playing this little game or doing this activity because now I can create these stories and I can start imagining, okay, what this person is like and I can start making content for them. Um, yeah, this was cool. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else want to share their their um multi-vendor marketplace? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, does anybody else want to share their their ideal client? No, it's okay, I understand. Okay. Kind of like um okay, I get you. Cause what I'm thinking about is like a, a bookstore type of thing. Okay, hold on. yeah i hope this helps do this with at least maybe two people make two profiles you can even put like because then you can start thinking of if going back to the gucci what certain colors does gucci use you can start thinking about making your branding closer to that not so much copying again because like i don't want to copy target and make everything red and white but i now know their reds are a little bit on the brighter side so i can maybe pick a bright blue or i can maybe pick a, a brighter green or something um and then maybe for example i think what is it black and gold maybe you can even copy that scheme because black and gold seems to be a little bit more universal so that would be good as well um that we can start planning that out so yeah thank you for guys for playing along with me do this a little bit more deep dive in your own in your own time right now that you know you can at least do it for five minutes you can do it another five minutes another time try to come up with two profiles and this is going to help you immensely i believe because now at least you're going to have a target audience because now you can start thinking about demographics. You can start thinking about um, uh, their household income, what kind of home it is. Is it single? Is it multifamily? Does that mean that your service can now not only get 
can get the whole family. So uh, again, because I'm a photographer, I'm going to go on that one more time really quick. So let's say you're a newborn. From the newborn, you can go to the first year. From the first year, you can go to their uh, high school. From the high school, you can go to their wedding. And like it, it, you can now kind of branch off from there, if that makes sense. So thinking about how your demographic can also help other people, not just your target audience. Okay, so, so continuing on that a little bit, now look at your own social media right now. Does it reflect what we wrote down? Now, meaning it could be the verbiage you're using. It could be the colors that you're using. It could be what you're posting, what you're showing. So you wanna take a look at your social media after this and then start thinking, okay, now that I have my target audience, now that I'm thinking about my brand, if my brand was a person, what kind of person would they be? Now you're thinking about, okay, what's something good to post and what's something not good to post? And how can I utilize all of my platforms that I'm in? I, I want to try to make this as, as cohesive as possible so you can put this all together easily and, and still make it doable and, and, and like believable or relatable enough so that we can start looking at your own, perhaps your own Instagram and start thinking, okay, I... And seeing that my posts are a little bit too much about me and not about what I do. Or I know I have this problem right now. I, I want to shift. I'm posting a little too much of what I do and not so much about me. So you just got to find that little happy balance. And I, I probably, I would do the 80-20 rule. So 80% what you do, 20% about you. So people get to know who you are because that's why people shop at um, Michael Kors or people shop at whatever these like brand designers are because they want that person that makes it more unique versus, a, excuse me, versus a generalized thing. Um, so start thinking about that. I hope this helps. Um, is anybody again brave enough to share their biggest takeaway from today? Like what's something that, that from everything we talked about, you're like, okay, this stuck out to me the most. Oh, okay. So, why can't I see my mouse? This is so weird. Oh, maybe. What did I do? There we go. Okay. Can you guys see me? Yes? Yeah, I can see you. Okay, cool. So what I want you guys to do is, again, take a tiny bit of time. I want you to write down, type out whatever it is, how you're planning to use whatever stuck out to you the most in the next 30 days. Because this is going to be a little commitment to yourself. Now, I want you guys to commit to not just like listening to me and then not doing it. Like, okay, start maybe one thing that you found that you like the most that you haven't thought about. Like, okay, I didn't think about uh, diversifying my my um, post, how can I start diversing it and getting ready for the next 30 days? So I want you guys to come up with a 30-day 30, 30 plan for yourself. Uh, maybe it was the, the, the ideal client that stuck out to you, to you the most. How can you make your ideal client and start making content for that person within the next 30 days? And um, yeah, does anybody have any, any takeaways or anything they want to share or any questions on anything that you feel you would like me to uh, clarify a little bit on? Or almost at that time. No. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. And I'm, I have a feeling you might have heard of that before, but it's it's differencing in, in this version. Yeah, that's awesome. Being able to serve them. Yeah, that, that's important. Um, because like there's this saying that I heard from uh, this guy named Earl Nightingale. He says, um, your bank account is basically a direct reflection of how many people you help and serve, whether it be your product or service. So the more you're able to help others, the more technically others are going to help you. It's, it's the strangest thing of like how people say, um, uh, when you put people first, success will follow. It, 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 I don't know how I'll six money, but it's so true. It, it's worked out for me in the past. And I mean, still currently, right? And that's where I was talking about those little moments of gratitude. Like when somebody follows me, I'm very grateful because they could not, right? It, 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 it takes not a lot, but like enough to want to care to see my post later. I'm very grateful for that. So I'm going to express it like, Hey, thank you for following me. I go and start liking their photos. If I like what they got, I follow them back. Um, because yeah, it, it's just, it's a social game now. So think about it as like real life people, whenever you walk into a place and you, you ideally don't want to just stand there. Like it's just as easy as like, Hey, I like your, your style. I like what you're doing. I like your, your drawings. I like your work or whatever. Right. So yeah. And then definitely need to work better at my, at targeting my type of people. Yes. Because at least it gives you a target. I mean, I keep saying the same word over and over, but at least it's a little bit more strategic versus hoping for the best. And then reflect on an ideal client and focus on my goal as a photographer. Yeah, because that's going to be very beneficial. Um, I don't know. I, I'm scared I'm going to say the same thing over and over, but yeah, no, I like these answers. Thank you. All righty. So if nobody has any other questions, um, I want to thank you all so much for coming out. I hope this helps. I hope you got something that takes away that's going to help you out. And, and yeah, if you need, ever need anything, just let me know. So I'm going to be starting a um, coaching program soon. So if you want something similar to this, where it's going to be one-on-one, -on -one, uh, just email me. Uh, if you, you can email me at info at leonbluestudios.com and I can come up with like a little three month uh, game plan with you. So we'll go through, we'll do like an audit of where you're at now and then I'll figure out your goals and where you want to go. And then we'll start coming up with a plan on how to get you there. So if you're interested in this, just email me at info. If you want to write it down here, because info at leonbluestudios.com. And that way I'll, I'll be your teacher and your coach and I'll do my best to get you to where you want to be. Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and if you have any other questions, you can type them out or you can let me know. But other than that, we're good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you coming out. Yeah.